After a long break, uh, we are resuming with our study of Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11. We've been up to uh, Chapter 27. We are now broadcasting from lovely Stuyvesant Falls, New York, in the Hudson River Valley. And uh, we're getting resettled again. And we're going to get on. So uh, this pro the chapter 26 is called the process of deity worship. Excuse me, 27. Chapter 27, the process of deity worship. This is continuing the uh, instructions of uh, Krishna to Uddhava. So... Uh, uh, we're looking at, of course, Srimad Bhagavatam itself. Uh, we have uh, also the commentary of uh, 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 Swami on this uh, canto, translated uh, very nicely for us by um, Swami. And also this book, the Pancharatrika Padipika, which is the uh, deity worship manual uh published by the GBC Deity Worship Committee. We have two volumes. More is supposed to come, and they haven't. And But you can also find this book uh, in the latest version of the database. It's also there electronically, if you're interested. But I hear they're going to come up with a whole new book. Don't hold your breath. So here, uh, let's just go back a little bit. Uh, the text number 19, where you be. Uh, uh, well, let's go back. We'll start with 15. Uh, one should worship me in my deity forms by offering the most excellent paraphernalia, but a devotee completely free, freed from material desires may worship me with whatever he is able to obtain and may even worship me within his heart with mental paraphernalia. So you can see there's so many rules and regulations, but it's also very flexible. Uh, uh, and the more you're advanced, you can do all the deity worship just sitting in by meditation. And there's a story like that, a famous story like that about the Brahmana who was doing, had no money, and so it's been the nectar devotion was offering to the Lord, and while he was in a trance, they offered deity and discovered that the, touching the pot of sweet rice to see if it was cool enough to offer, and broke out of his trance to find his finger was burnt. So he continues, and worshiping the temple deity, my dear Uddhava, Bathing and decorations are the most pleasing offerings for the deity traced on sacred ground. The process of tattva vinyasa is most dear. Oblations of sesame and barley soaked in ghee are the preferred offerings to the sacred sacrificial fire. Whereas worshipping consisted of upastana and arjya is preferable for the sun. Worship, one should worship me in the form of water by water, offering water itself. Actually, whatever is offered to me with faith by my devotee, even if it is, even if only a little water is most dear to me, 
need a couple of interesting pair of, uh, set of pair of verses because it talks first of all about the temple deity and the deity traced on sacred ground. You make a level place and you can use colored dyes and things like that and make a deity. Uh, and there's a process called Tatva Vinyasa uh, for establishing uh, that, that deity. And then the sacrificial fire, also another kind of offering, another kind of sacrifice, another kind of worship of the deity in the form of fire. Uh, and then for worshiping the sun and worshiping the Lord in the form of water, uh, either a sacred river, uh, 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 well, uh, these are all... Uh, uh, different forms of deity worship. Uh, it continues, even on very opulent presentation, even very opulent presentations do not satisfy me if they are offered by non-devotees, but I am pleased by any insignificant offering made by my loving devotees, and I am certainly most pleased with nice presentations of fragrant oil, incense, flowers, and palatable foods are offered with love. Uh, so now, it, with 19, we actually start a little bit about the process of deity worship. Uh, uh, after cleansing himself and collecting all the paraphernalia, uh, the worshiper should arrange his own seat with blades of kusha grass whose tips point eastward. He should then sit facing either east or north or else if the deity is fixed in one place, he should sit directly facing the deity. Uh, so this is where uh, uh, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the text starting with 15 up to the 19 concerned with that part called upadana, which means collecting and gathering the items for worship. And with uh, 19 uh, uh, and 20, uh, where it begins to, where it's explained, uh, making the right kind of asana uh, sitting place with dharva. Dharva is another word for kusha grass. And then it talks about this cleansing himself. Uh, um, when you sit down, no, b before that, oh, that's in 20, okay. The de devotee should sanctify the various parts of his body by touching them and chanting mantras. This is called nyasa. When you touch something, uh, so, uh, and, uh, 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 so this is krita nyasa, sanctifying the body. The process is changing your body from material to spiritual so you can come near the deity. So a lot of this, like the whole process of sacrifice, Prabhupada is described in the Bhagavad Gita as the process of converting material energy into spiritual energy 
and so similarly with with, with uh, deity worship, and similarly with even the Sankirtan Yajna, all those things are the process of what Prabhupada calls in the Bhagavad Gita the re-spiritualization of matter. Um, the devotee should sanctify the various parts of his body by touching them and chanting mantras. He should do the same for my deity forms, and then with his hands he should clean, clean the deity of old flowers and remnants of previous offerings. He should then uh, should properly prepare the sacred pot and the vessels containing water for sprinkling this water, the, the uh, prokshaniya. Uh, proksha uh, means uh, uh, to sprinkle. Uh, and, and so there's this, there's this process of nyasa, preparing your body, and then uh, 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 this, uh, uh, so now, okay, uh, now we'll resume with text 21. Uh, the verse goes like this, if you're following along. Um, then with the water of that prokshaniya vessel, he should sprinkle the area where the deity is being worshipped, the offerings that are going to be presented, and his own body. Next, he should decorate with various auspicious substances three vessels filled with water. Uh, so this is tut, uh, with that water, the, this tut means this vesseling the, for sp- sprinkling, prokshaniya means to sprinkle. Uh, proksha means to sprinkle. Uh, and so the, uh, the pujari. So three places are mentioned here. Uh, uh, Deva Yajanam the place where the deity is worshipped, this word yajana is used here. Uh, yajana uh, means uh, the act of sacrificing or worshipping. Uh, uh, we remember this word from Prabhupada many times quoting the six engagements of a brahmana. Yajana, yajana, patana, patana, dana, pratigraha. Remember that, yajana, yajana. Uh, so, yajana uh, means the act of, uh, of worshipping. Yajana is taken, uh, in Sanskrit, you can take a verb and by little change, uh, take, take a, a, a verb with a little changing, make it, uh, turn it into the causative. So yajana means to worship, and yajana means to cause others to worship or engage others in worship. So yajana, yajana means performing worship and engaging or teaching others how to worship. Patana, patana means study, study of the Vedas. And then the causative patana, causing others to study, in other words, teaching, teaching others how to study. And then dana, giving in charity, 
and uh, receiving in charity and uh, pratigraha, giving in charity. If there's any surplus, brahmanas live, that's their mode of occupation. Uh, they, don't, uh, they don't work uh, unless it's an emergency, but so generally they receive in charity, and if they have more than they need, they, they give it away. So then it says these uh, this this Devayajanam uh, that place for worship Drovyani that's the pearl of Drovya substance really but meaning pure the, the paraphernalia uh, uh, and one's own body so three places that this this purification by sprinkling water Prokshaniya. Uh, the area where the deity is being worshipped, the offerings that are being presented, and one's own body. And or whatever. And then, after you do that, decorate with various auspicious traditional Vedic ways of welcoming a king or other distinguished guests. So you have to understand what you're doing for the deities is what you would do for any distinguished person that you are coming to, was coming to your greeting. So these are traditional forms of honor, honorable greetings. Uh, uh, so that you have, well, it tells you how to prepare each one of these. But it says, they say here, pure water is often offered in place of any or all of these items. If you don't have it, you don't have all the stuff, water will do. Clean water, if you can get it. One may put flour or tulsi leaves into water and offer it, thinking of the absent items. Everything you do physically, you can do by meditation or just water and uh, uh, water functions. You may offer padya, uh, that is to say water that's for uh, washing the feet, before or after the Lord eats as a reception after asana, after he sits down, after waking the Lord and before putting them to rest. And then the, uh, uh, generally uh, when we do arti with the uh, with, uh, conch shell, uh, that's generally argya. Argya. Uh, um, Argya is says here is a mixture of auspicious items offered above or touched to the head of an honored guest as part of reception. To literally offer a person Argya entails either sprinkling it on his head or offering it into his hand so he can sprinkle it on his own head. Therefore, it is said that an offering of argya is made through the hands. When generally we do an arti, uh, we would up above the head, or sometimes we circle different parts. Um, either way, it's acceptable, although offering to the hand is better because it is considered more respectful. You should ring a bell with your left hand while offering argya. So generally it's all offered in a conch shell. And then the ninth item, uh, then well, they live nice. And the other is this achamana, uh, uh, mouthwash water, basically mouth cleansing water. Uh, achaman may be offered before or after offering food. 
after bathing or dressing the Lord, after putting on the Lord's Upavitra thread. Then the thing that's mentioned here, it's not mentioned in the verse, as often done when you do deity worship, is Madhupark. Uh, 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 some sources indicate that Madhupark is uh, a collection of sweet things, very sweet, very, very sweet. Uh, it should be offered in a cup to the right hand of the Lord for him to accept it. And then there's Punar Achaman after giving Mata Park again Achaman, so rinse mouth out. So that's that's the three vessels that you uh, uh, you prepare. Here in the purport to this uh, verse, uh, are they the BBT? Um, Srila Sridhar Swami gives references from Vedic texts stating that the water meant for bathing the feet should be combined with millet seeds, durva grass, mixed in water, Vishnu Kranta flowers, and other items. The water used for Ardhya should include the following eight items, fragrant oil, flowers, unbroken barley corns, husk barley corns, the tip of kusha grass, sesame seed, mustard seeds, and durva grass. The water for sipping, Achimania, should include jasmine flowers, brown cloves, and cocola berries. That's what it says. And they take this from Sridhar Swami, and I think uh, 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 yeah, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti talks in Sanskrit naming saying it's that better that, that here yeah, that's the traditional thing uh, so you use with whatever you can get a hold of uh, oh yeah and the bubble bunch of bunch of the people got in in the second the supplement uh, uh, here uh, this this they make a supplement for this you have here uh, a whole whole set of commentaries on this same chapter of the Bhagavatam where they expand upon things more than the, the, the BBT edition of the translation edition of the Bhagavatam and so here they say That this verse, uh, uh, excuse me, this uh, this 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 verse says this verse mentions purification of place called stana shuti, of paraphernalia drovya shuti, and of oneself atma shuti by sprinkling prokshana. So that's the three things that's mentioned here. The word uh, taistai in the original Sanskrit with those available suggests that the Bujari, because you can see that in this verse, uh, 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 these three with water, Adibi, uh, Taistai, whatever, or whatever you can get your hands on, uh, water and so on. So staying here, don't be so anxious if you can't get all the ingredients. You see, deity worship can develop into an obsessive-compulsive cult of technique. 
and you forget the whole spirit of the thing. You know? the, main, the main thing is it's an exchange of feelings between the, the worshiper and the worshipped, and that's what's really important. So you shouldn't be careless and neglect things because you're lazy. On the other hand, you shouldn't be in anxi- anxiety if you, everything that you want to have, you can't get. And so arranging to have fresh grass shipped every day from, uh, you know, India or something, it's not necessary. Uh, it says here, one can offer unavailable items by substituting available ones while meditating on the former. Or you could go pick some blades of grass in your yard and squish the grass and by meditation. Or if you don't have the yard, just have pavement. <laughs> anyway, get the idea. Uh, so now, uh, text 22 continues. Uh, there's a list. Uh, excuse so, so the first line, Padya, well, let me read the translation. The worshiper should then purify those three vessels. He should sanctify the vessels holding water for worshiping the Lord for washing the Lord's feet by chanting Hridaya Namaha, the vessel containing water for Agya by chanting Shirase Swaha and the vessel containing water for washing the Lord's mouth by chanting uh, Shikaya Vashat. Also, the Gayatri Mantra should be chanted for all three vessels. That's what the verse said. So the, the, this first line where they're all, this is the, the sweet thing about Sanskrit, how like the words are like makshkars that fit together. Padya, uh, Artya, uh, Achamaniya, all those A's fuse into long A's. So you get Padyarya, Achamaniya, Tam. For the purpose of padya, artha, for the place there for that purpose, artha, padya, argya, achamaniya. Trini patrani, these three patras, vessels. Uh, And then it says, uh, uh, these three things are here. Uh, the, the Deshika is the, is the worshiper. Uh, it's called here Deshika. Hrida, uh, Shirshna, and Shikaya. Hrida, heart. Uh, Shirshna, head. Shikaya, crown of the head. Uh, but the midst of mantras. And so you can see these three mantras that are mentioned here, Hridayaya Namaha, offering obeisances, in uh, 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 that with those, those, those mantras. There's no BPT purport here, but Vishnu Chakravarti says he should chant the particular mantra over the particular 
vessel, as well as chant the Gayatri mantra over all of them. So it suggests you do this. Um, I presumably it means the Brahma Gayatri mantra, uh, because when we 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 have a Brahma Gayatri, we have a Guru Gayatri, uh, we have a Gora Gayatri, and we have a Kama Gayatri, and we receive those Gayatri mantras. But I, I assume this is the Brahma Gayatri but I don't know for sure. Uh, maybe it depends on which deity you're worshipping too. I don't know. Uh, but he's saying all, for all of them, you, 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 you chant the Gayatri and then the particular mantra for uh, that particular uh, vessel. At least that's one of the procedures. Um, This is what I have marked. Yeah. It, it, there's a here. Here they give a thing about worshiping with uh, uh, 16 items, and they make a whole list of what you need. The same with pancha, uh, pancha and the different kind of water pots and everything. Uh, and then uh, so it's, it's anyway we don't have to get in it but it's a slightly different procedure they if, if you can see this in this book they have nice little drawings and stuff so you can you can see how that's that's to be done anyway let's go on text 23 interesting word pinde the body uh, Pinde Vavyagni Samshude Pridpadmasdam Paramama Anvim Jiva Kalam Jyanye Nadante Siddhabhavitam The worshipper should meditate upon my subtle form, which is situated within the worshipper's own body now purified by air and fire uh, as the source of all living entities. This form of the Lord is experienced by self-realized sages and the last part of the vibration of the sacred syllable. Now that's pretty uh, far out. Pende Pinda, the word pinda, with a, with a, and then the D with the tongue back in his roofing of pinda, is a lump, a round lump. It's basically the means of a round lump. <laughs> and, uh, but it's often used to mean the body. The body's a lump of flesh, sort of like that, you know, pinda, pinda in the body. Uh, so uh, then I had the list Vayu Agni uh, uh, Samshude which has been uh, uh, Shuddha is pure but Samshuddha very pure as in, some, as in Sankirtan some, the, the prefix 
something is thoroughly or completely done is Samkirtan. Not only does it mean with, with others, as a group, but done, done fully. Uh, uh, so, some very purified uh, uh, by Vayu and Agni, air and fire, uh, uh, with, situated within the Khit uh, Padma Stam, situated in the lotus of the heart. Param, uh, translated here in the word my transcendental form, or here the, in the word for word transcendental form, my subtle form. Uh, uh, well, Param, the transcendental form of my, which is unbeing, uh, very subtle. Jiva uh, Kala, uh, that one from whom all jivas come, uh, meaning the Lord, he should meditate upon uh, uh, that uh, nada ante. Uh, the nada is the final, last little bit of the omkara the final, last, almost inaudible, subtle sound, uh, uh, which is Siddha Bhavitam, experienced by the uh, perfect uh, uh, sages. Uh, uh, I don't think... They, uh, the BBT purport, they just uh, quote uh, Sridhar Swami. Uh, Bhishma Chakravarti has also says the same thing. And then he says, uh, gives us a little more information. Uh, A little, little different translation. Yeah. The worshiper should meditate upon my subtle form, whose portion is the jiva, which is situated within the worshiper's own body, now purified by air and fire. That's the jiva. Uh, now purified by air and fire. This form of the Lord, meaning the body, been purified. This form of the Lord is experienced by self-realized sages, the last part of the vibration of the sacred syllable Om. So Sridhar Swami says, that's just as Banu Swami's translation of Sridhar's, of the verse based on Sridhar Swami's commentary. That's why it may be a little different. Translation, the body should be purified by air and fire. It should be dried up by air from the abdomen region. Uh, so whenever the, what purifies the air pure is to dry things. And burn by fire from the Muladhara chakra region. Now, Baniswani gives us a, a, a footnote. <laughs> In terms of elements for the chakras, 
Fire is in the Manipuraka Chakra at the navel, and air is in the Anahata Chakra in the heart. So fire is here, and air is here. Hari Bhakti Vilas describes that one should chant the air syllable yam to dry up the Papa Purusha. You familiar with the Papa Purusha, the personality of sin, or sin personified, the Papa Purusha, loosely translated as the bad guy, <laughs> the Papa Purusha. <laughs> to dry up the Papa Purusha, yam, so that air is the air syllable, and chant the fire syllable rum to burn up the Papa Purusha during the Bhuta Shuddhi process. So when you sit down at the beginning of the, the Bhuti Shuddha, uh, meaning your, your material body is being purified. Then chanting Tam, Tam, the syllable for nectar, one should inundate the body with nectar. Uh, uh, because this is what he goes on. So it should be dried up by air from the abdomen region and burned by fire from the muladhara uh, chakra region. Air is in the heart. Yeah, okay, muladhara chakra. One should then make the body full of nectar by flooding it with nectar from the moon globe. That's what Vishnachaka body says. And he says there's also this tum or that nectar. By flooding with nectar from the moon globe situated in the forehead, that's pretty esoteric, isn't it? One should meditate, one should then meditate of the highest form, Narayana, whose portion is the jiva situated in the lotus of the heart. Then he says, Om consists of five parts. A, U, M. A, U, M. Notice when you say that, A, U, M, you've really run the gamut of sound production. A, U, M. The nasal anusvara, that's the dot, and then nada, which is the, when you see the syllable Om written, the dot, the dot, you know, like you see the dot, a superscribed dot in the English. Uma has this little semicircle below it, the dot. That's the knot. We'll explain a little more about that knot lately. Narayana is meditated on by the perfected beings in the nada portion of Om. Nadante. Shruti says, Yo Vedadao Swaraha Prokto Vedante Cha The sound produced in the beginning of Om has its foundation in the last part of the sound. This is from the Mahanarayana Upanishad. Which is interesting. In other words, the syllable Om, uh, it goes from gross to subtle. And so the subtlest point is this final reverberation after the, I don't know what it is, but anyway, just so long as you know. <laughs> this is what uh, 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 Sridhar Swami says. 
I mean, the Vishwan Chakravarti Thakur uh, uh, says, and here they comment on it in the Prancharajika Deepika. This verse refers to the purification by pranayama and buddha So you may be doing actually pranayama exercises. As mentioned here, one may use the Om Bija in pranayama, or as Sanatan Goswami recommends, the Kama Bija. So there's another recommendation, especially for people who are and, you know, we say Tim Krishnaya and so on. Tim, that's the Kama Bija. Uh, the Bija of uh, for conjugal relationships. Uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavas follow a procedure for Bhuta Shuddhi in which one meditates on one's position as the eternal servant of the Lord. Bhuta Shuddhi may be preceded by Digbandana and Vani Prakara, literally closing the ten directions and encircling the devotee with sudden fire. There's again air and fire, but done in another way by mantra. To make a sacred space by mantra, you enclose it and purify it. Subtle fire. These functions which use sound, mantra and meditation build a wall of protection around the devotee to ensure concentration for worship. The mind, especially if distracted, may be influenced by various subtle negative personalities, ghosts and so on. They make a thing in India. If you sit and you chant your Gayatri mantra and your hand is uncovered, people will jump all over you, you know, because a ghost will steal your mantra, they say. Although there's a picture of Prabhupada chanting his Gayatri mantra with, a, with his hand uncovered. But, so we're not technicians, but uh, any, anyway... Uh, that's what it says. But a person who is sufficiently fixed in devotion may not be subject to these influences. And therefore, for him, these functions are optional. Then, just in case you're interested, you can turn to page 67 in this Anjuraja Pradipika book, and that says... They give you how you can protect yourself from subtle influences, which is called Digbandana. Chant Om Ashraya Hak and strike your left palm three times with your right forefinger and middle finger. Raise your hand as you do this. And then, it, anyway, that's then protect oneself by a wall of fire that tells you how to do it. And, and, and so on. And then it mentions here the Bhuta Shuti that we follow, purifying the bodily elements by identifying oneself as eternal servant of the servant of the Lord. Uh, recite the following prayer, uh, meditating on their meaning. This is what I was taught in the beginning. I am by nature the eternal servant of Krishna, but because of my bad fortune, I have been inimical toward him from time immemorial and thus I have identified myself with my body and continuously wandered in the cycle of birth and death 
in this material world, suffering the burning threefold miseries now as a result of some imaginable good fortune, unimaginable good fortune, my spiritual master's mercy has enabled me to know that I am Krishna's eternal servant, an infinitesimal spiritual being completely apart from the gross and subtle body. And so by the order of my spiritual master, I have obtained the good fortune of serving his lotus feet and following in his footsteps the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Sri Sri Radha Shandasuna, or whatever deities you're going to worship. I remember being in a, you know, seeing this posted in a Pajari room. And you just read it out, and that was your Buddha Shruti. And then there's a verse that you know this one, they quoted, Naham Dipro, Narapati, Nati Vaisho, Nashudro, none of these things, just. Uh, the servant of the servant of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. Um, okay. Maybe we should stop there and leave time for questions. Uh, yeah, so so we'll we'll continue. Yeah, the next next verse will be twenty four. Let me mark that off in here. Yeah, the next verse continues in the same way of, of filling the body with, with the sense of the presence of Paramatma. You, you notice the I- idea is that the devotee is approaching the Lord as, an, uh, as a deity but also becoming spiritualized and aware of uh, 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 Paramatma in his own body. Uh, And is a kind of uh, well, we'll we'll get into it (laughs) a little bit. Okay. So uh, we can now see if there's any questions or comments. You can you can do it by voice or by texting it in. Huh? Star six if you're on the phone. If you're on the phone, star six. And if you're online, you can type it into the chat box. And we have a studio audience today and can speak up. A live studio audience. Someone um just about home deity worship. Mm-hmm. It seems so like devotees are more advanced. They they're able to worship Sheila's. But in my simple mind it looks simpler to worship Sheila's than to dress deities. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, we get really caught up in our home not keeping up with changing the deities' cloth. Mm-hmm. And it just, I just don't know how to make it simpler. Um, yeah. I, I, I think somewhere I've seen a whole thing about how you adapt deity worship for home uh, 
the home environment where you don't have a lot of time and and uh, and uh, I, I don't I don't recall now exactly uh, exactly what it is uh, but you can all also uh, do all of these things by meditation if necessary um, so generally, the home worship of deities. There may be something in, in I mean, this this manual that we have here is meant for temple pujaris, and and um, you know, for, people do all kinds of things for home worship. In some ways, uh, the best deities for home worship is is, is Gornitai because. Uh, uh, they don't accept any offenses, and and, uh, and uh, Prabhupada even at one point, you don't even have to be a devotee to have them. Uh, he suggests that we we distribute Gornitai deities on Sankirtan to people and just keep them. In, you know, they're so merciful like that. Uh, behind me is uh, Panchatattva. Uh, Panchatattva is installed by putting putting the picture on the wall. That's the installation. So the soul runs from there. Uh, 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 with Shalagram Shilas, you can do a whole lot. I mean, you can really get into it, or you can, you can do, the, again, the same thing by, by mantra. Uh, I mean, here, we here uh, on our little altar here, we have, we have uh, a deity of uh, Lord Balaram from... from uh, that's unusual from the, the Jagannath deities. And that's because I had this deity before I became a devotee. I kept it in my house for a couple of years before finally finding out that I had Krishna after going to a temple and just go, wow, that's looking for a sign, you know. So there was a sign. So I've always kept that, that Balaram deity. And he's been joined by a couple of Anandashesha, three Anandashesha deities. Uh, so it's all it's all that line of uh, Balaram and his expansions, you know. Uh, there, so that's it's a, it's a little unusual. And, and by the way, the the, the Ananda Shesha also came by its own accord without any planning, and it was joined later by a couple of more. So we have three of those. You could turn around so they can look. I don't know. If, <laughs> we'll give you a view of the deity, the local uh, deities here, uh, so you can you can see. You see, there's uh, there's there's Balaram, which I, I picked up uh, in uh, in an import plaza in Portland, Oregon, put over my desk. Was sitting there. Then, then, then when I started to go to the temple, it was just a little preaching center in Philadelphia, and they had actually the, this Panchatattva painting that's behind me uh, on on the altar, which was in a, a uh, what do you call it, a recessed uh, a bay window, you know, that formed the altar. And then this painting was there. It had been the original New York Panchatattva, and then they got a somewhat more skillful one, and they sent it down to Philadelphia, and then... Anyway, I, now I'm taking care of it. So, so then, 
then one day I go to the temple and I notice what I'm chanting that, that they suspended the plank, you know, in the bay window above the painting of the Panjatattva, and there were two figures about, about you know, less than a foot high, small, one, one of white one, and one was black. They had a Jagannath and a Balaram. No Subhadra, just those two. And I recognized Lord Balaram, the same guy that was sitting over my desk. And then I got really, you know, whoa, electrified. Because I was looking, I said, should I get involved with these people that are so weird? And, you know, and the guy was really attracted and uh, mixed feelings about some of the devotees. And they were always on your case, you know that. I mean, when, when, I, when I was coming to the movement, they were... Every time you turn around, you know, somebody would jump down your throat, you'd, you'd blow out a candle. Don't blow out a candle, the mouth is the dirtiest part of your body, don't you know that? Or you'd look in the kitchen, don't look in the kitchen, that food's being offered to Krishna, you're not supposed to lust over it, you know, they're always oh, stepping someplace. I walked outside the temple one day and looked at the sunset, and I said, oh, what a beautiful sunset, and the devotee girl next to me said, it is not beautiful, it's horrible, if you think it's beautiful, you'll just have to take birth again to enjoy it. That was the mood. <laughs> so I was realizing when I saw I had the same guy, you know, at home, I got a little apprehensive. So then I sat down with the temple pre- president, a uh, devotee named Subal Das, uh, uh, who was pretty heavy. Uh, I, I asked who they were, and he said, well, that, that, who, who the white one is. And he said, well, that, that's... The black one is, is Jagannath, he's Krishna, and the white one is Balaram. He's Krishna's older brother, appears Krishna's older brother, and it's his first his expansion. So I said, well, he's Krishna too. Yeah, he says he's Krishna too. And then I said, well, I don't know what to do about this. But I have him. I have him at home. And I was expecting him to say, you can't have him. <laughs> but in, so I said, what do I do? And he said, without losing a beat, worship him. So I like really, oh wow, I could worship him. So, so I so I went home, and I got him off my uh, off the shelf in front of the top of my desk bookshelf, and he was on the end, and very dust dusted him off, and he was fine. Been seeing that for a couple of years, I think, and and uh, but I noticed that that the little paint that formed the pupils of his eyes had flaked off. And I knew right away what he'd done. He closed his eyes because he didn't want to look at all my sinful activities. <laughs> I knew it. I got a magic marker. <laughs> Restored his pupils of his eyes, moved him to a nicer room, another room, and placed uh, chant in front of him and offer him, uh, you know, incense. And so, anyway, that's that's how I got this ball around deity. And then, uh, so I just only had him, and then, then, uh, Devotee made a nice little Trilo Chan made a nice little throne for him. And that, anyway, so that that's that's why I have this deity. So sometimes deities come of their own accord without you. You're you're asking for it. So uh, I wouldn't beat. I mean, with 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 with, with deities at home, uh, uh, you have to negotiate with your particular circumstances and and. And uh, uh, yeah, how you got them, 
what they're there for, what you can do, and uh, and, and, and so on and so on. And best to talk to somebody who has more experience, particularly than than I do. I've kept it pretty simple. Oh, and, and the, the Shalagam Shila, the first one I got there, somebody just handed to me. In fact, it, it was a, it was the former Prime Minister of Nepal. I was giving, I was in the Washington, D.C. temple, and I was giving a Bhagavatam class in the morning, and hardly know anybody was there. It was a weekday morning. And there was an elderly Indian gentleman and his wife in the back who was staying at the temple. And after I finished the class, he came up. He kind of gave a little speech. He said he thinks it's so wonderful how ISKCON devotees are spreading Sanatana Dharma all over the world, and he's very happy of that. And and uh, and, and uh, he's from Nepal, and he wanted to give me some some gifts from his native land. And then he handed me the Shalagram Shila, the Krishna Gandhi Rivers in Nepal. And then he introduced himself. He was named Nirjal. He had been the prime minister. And he was traveling around and asked me if I could show him around Washington, D.C., which I did. And, and uh, so that's how I got, you know, the Shalagam. Then he gave me some Rudraksha beads and some incense. <laughs> so that's how you, somebody hands you a Shalagam. She was like somebody hands you a live baby, you know. <laughs> So I, 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 you know, as soon as I could, I called somebody who who uh, who had the Shalagram Shila and got information on how to worship them, how you could do everything by mantra if you needed to. <laughs> but again, you can start, you know, once you get one, you can really have a lot of them. They can end up coming. Any other questions or comments? I had an appreciation. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, you answered a, a kind of a question I had, and you answered in the course of the discussion in terms of getting a little bit too hung up on ritualistic mm-hmm. worship of your deity. Yeah, just being a technician and all that stuff. Yeah, I very much appreciate it, just really going in and meditating on Super Soul Pranama, really, that's the meditation of deity worship. So I was really appreciative of that. Because I, I, 20 years ago, whatever, when we would bring our first deities were at home, I was very much into we have to do anything right. So that's really hard to maintain. <laughs> now, I worship every day that I'm home, but in a very, very simple way, and I just... Uh, but one thing I also appreciated was not to get caught up in being neglect or lax. Don't take it for granted. Yes, you're doing it a simple way, but always be meditating in your heart that you're that this is being accepted and not just just doing it to get into it. All, all the all the in Krishna consciousness should be thought of as uh, establishing and maintaining a relationship. Just like chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, you're calling on Krishna and you're begging Krishna for a relationship. The next step that's doable. And then as soon as you do that, you increase your Krishna consciousness. That's your idea. Always increase, never decrease. 
Prabhupada has given us that advice to always increase your service. And any time you have a chance to change, one should be how should I change my service and something? Does it an increase or not? And so that's that's how, how, how we should go on about all, all the things we do, including uh, including uh, uh, deity worship. They're not just rituals. They're concerning our relationship with Krishna. And through deities, through prasadam, uh, everywhere Krishna has made himself available to us if we could just be aware of that. And based on our experience, Krishna will let us know what it has to be increased. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And sometimes when he wants you to see what he wants you to do, you go, uh-oh, you know. <laughs> it's also another thing you know, like, so, okay, I think I'm ready to increase this. And then you get into the increasing, and you're like, oh, I didn't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Anything else? Okay, very good. So in that case, we will conclude and uh, pick up again with X number uh, 24, is that right? Yeah, 24. Next time. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri Ma Bhagavatam Ki Jai.